Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Yes! Welcome back to Trendy, the show where we explore the best way to wager for casual cappers. We are here today to pay off our week-long contest with Dave Damashek. And I, Dave, have taken the lead on you based on my reliance on baseball, while both of our bets went wildly up on flames on Thursday night. What did you think of the of the commanders capitulating to that terrible Bears team and giving up 27 in the first half on the way to getting blown out at home? Sometimes uh, cynicism earned via decades of pain delivered by your favorite football team, the commies. Uh, I think they used to have a different name, but either way, you have uh, been on the wrong end of some painful football watching over the last. And that cynicism that is now baked into you caused you to steer away from the commies. It seemed mm-hmm. like a given that they would hammer the the hapless bears. They did not. And because you steered clear of them and I bought in on these commies, Sam Howell and all the rest of it, I'm now on the wrong end. Now I understand what it's like to be a Washington pro football fan. Hey, well, you've always described yourself as an empath. I'm sorry I had to put you through the experience. It is not a pleasurable one. So we'll see if they bounce back. Sam Howell looked good. He does look like an NFL quarterback with both touch and arm strength, a little bit of mobility. So if they could ever keep him clean, I'd like to see what he's capable of. But he was just running for his life most of that game. Uh, But enough of that, Dave. Enough of that. Enough of the rearview mirror. We are here to look forward and to give out some more picks. But before we do that, as a final treat to the audience, we did the NFL on Wednesday. We talked about the quarterback carousel on Monday. I'm here to play the final of my, of the Dave Damashek hits, and also my favorite one. Wait a second. I, wait a second. Wait. Hold on a second. Is your inter- the fun like? Are you're not at the end of trendy <laughs> each week? You don't kill your guest, right? I get well, to live I, on. The way you're presenting this is like this. These this last half hour is it for me. After has this, it, there is no more story to it. Dave has anybody gets, heard? Dave. Has anybody heard from Brad Evans again? I'm not so sure. No. So just to watch out out there. Uh, so let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Uh, we got even got music for it. I remember paying the bill for this a little while back, and we don't get to play it very often. So let's go ahead and return that investment with the music for the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek. The uniformant, Dave Damashek. The uniformant, Dave Damashek. The uniformant. Oh, man. Oh man, I love that song and I love getting to watch you dance even more. We got to break that one out and put it on uh, YouTube as long as we can drive our views down even further. So Dave, I want to ask you two uniform related questions today, the flip side of the same coin. And I think I've heard you talk about this before, but I'm not sure. I wanted to make sure that everybody heard it. My question for the uniformant, and I'm even bringing in a second Dave Damashek trope that we all love, win, play, show. So okay. I want you to give me, when play show, the best things that athletes wear that regular fans could actually pull off. Well, first of all, you say you don't want to live life in the rearview mirror, and I agree with that philosophically, but we do have to very quickly shout out the atrocity, the visual atrocity in our nation's capital on Thursday night. That was a yeah. horrible, grim, dark 
I mean, navy hats, navy pants on the visitors, head to toe black, black, get rid of those horrible uniforms and the horrible name. Commies in our nation's capital is just the tip of the hideous iceberg, but okay. We're Couldn't agree more I'm with you. Got to do that. Got to. By the way, your capitals need new uniforms too, but okay. <laughs> um, those things are terrible. Um, okay. Best things for that an athlete wears that a fan can wear. Yes, right? exactly so right. So we should, uh, so we should through a process of elimination, you know, I tend to work back. Well, hold on. Well, don't, do elimination. don't don't forget. We're going to do worst after this. We're going to do best and we're going to do worst. So if you work backwards here, you're going to give out both lists at the same time. Maybe that's how you, that's Maybe how, you that's how we think it through. That's yeah. how my brain sort of works. You know, it's, okay. it, it, it's, it's not a linear thing, you know, to kind of, <laughs> you don't have to tell me or bit. the audience. I mean, we I all know you need to be attacked. Do you want do, do, do you want to have this conversation or do you not? Do you want to have it right? Okay. First of all, you know, it was weird. They used to do this. I don't think they do it in any ballparks anymore. But when I was a little kid, it was a thing that they would give out. Um, like, you know, the first 10,000 kids under 10 or whatever would get wristbands. Mm. What the hell was the wristband thing? <laughs> what went on there? And not just for the kids, mind you. Why were professional athletes wearing sweat wristbands? Like, was there was was there some benefit athletically to it? Like, are they there? Were sweatbands strictly to mop sweat? Like, I mean, like literally, is it so you do this while you're saying you don't need a towel? Is that their virtue? And if so, and if it was an effective tool for that. Why aren't modern athletes wearing wristbands? I don't think many do. I think without us even noticing, wristbands have gone the way of the dodo bird in big time sports. Am I right or wrong about that? Do you have any I, thoughts, Eddie Spaghetti, on this or Toby? Have you guys well, seen wristbands? I yeah, I certainly have some thoughts. Like I, the wristband is the poor man's headband, right? Like if you wanted to use yeah. it to mop your forehead, why aren't you wearing the headband in the first place? I guess if you wanted a little extra mobility, if you have a five head or something like that. You want to be able to get all the way across. Sure. Maybe that you have to use the wrist, but I also remember, and maybe this is just like a fever dream of my own. Weren't they like hiding plays and wristbands for like NFL quarterbacks? I somehow remember people looking at their wrists. Like it was like inspector gadget. And oh they no, somehow, they like, still do that. They have there. the big fancy ones that like fold up. They're, they're, they're like a novella at this point, you know, they're, well, they're, I'm saying like pretty fancy ones, pretty fancy ones. They seem to have a couple things tucked in the wristband. So it was, oh yeah, yeah. They would do that. Yeah. They would do yeah. that. But like now that now they have the thing that's basically like the size of ESPN, the magazine on their wrist and it's laminated. And then you know, like they, they do this. I find it troubling, but like if you're a big time QB, your main man, like if he has to, if he has to look at a cheat sheet in the seconds before the big play is run disconcerting. Yeah, um, didn't know it in didn't, didn't know it in advance. Um, and if he can, if he, if the QB is allowed to read it, like you know, that's unfair to the other ten guys. Like you're reading it, man. Like, and <laughs> you get to see it, so you seem smart, but that's just cheating, really. Because you're why well, anyhow. All right. So wristbands, so wristbands on the worst list. Yep. Wristbands bad. Now the big conversation we have to have is obviously jerseys. Yes. jerseys is the thing and you know let's create a hierarchy among the four major sports start there uh in fact let's carve out before we get to the four major sports let's first say that the phenomenon that i believe starts with tiger woods 
in golf is golf enthusiasts attending the tournament dressing like their favorite golfer. Mm -hmm. Very weird. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't remember shots, cutaways when I was growing up to, to Nicholas in the, in uh, to fans gathered around in the pale yellow that he favored in, in big moments, or I don't remember Seve Ballesteros lookalikes running around and certainly not uh, Craig uh, Walrus uh, Stadler running around. Although that would have been a cool one if people really did become uh cosplay Craig Stadler cosplayers walk, walking around and they grew the belly and the big walrus mustache and everything. I actually have, I have less of a problem with the fans showing up dressed as golfers as the managers dressing like players, which I think I've heard you talk about in the past. Yeah. Like, well, it does, yeah. Not, it does not get any weirder than baseball players wearing the actual, uh, I'm sorry, not baseball players, baseball managers wearing the full Jersey. So I'd rather have the guy showing up and thinking he could be a golfer than a manager thinking that he was suddenly going to take the hill. I think they heard me because they have now, now they wear like pullover kind of things. The the skippers do because yes, as we, as we identified many moons ago, it's weird for a septuagenarian pot belly man to be sitting in there among some, uh, some callow fellas there wearing the same uniform. You look ridiculous sitting there, it's, friend. It's also particularly weird because they don't do it in any other sport. Like, you know, the hockey guys not wearing the sweater, the, the uh, soccer coach isn't wearing like, you know, shin guards and a full kit. Like why was baseball the only place? And I guess the last place to move away from this, it's, I guess they just like die with every tradition, but come on. Well, so the best, strange. the best one would be, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, spaghetti. What's the, uh, the Knickerbockers uh, head coach. Like if you put them in the basketball uh, yes. tank top and, and trunks, that would be the funniest. I'm to, to see. Tom Tibbs, yeah. If you put uh, if you put Tibbs out there in in that getup, that would be the funniest. Um, yeah, that's bad. And also, you bring up an adjacent subject that is that is uh, also very important for the fans out there because most of the people listening right now are very unlikely to become Major League Baseball skippers. However, they may go to a game at some point or go to a bar to cheer for their favorite team or whatever. And there are rules with the jersey, and you know. Uh, you know the uh, Duval character in Apocalypse Now, and mm -hmm. they're sitting around the campfire and everything else. And uh, the VO of uh, Sheen says, uh, "The more they tried to make it seem like home, the further away it felt. The further away it felt." You know, and that applies too. Like if you're gonna buy a a football jersey of your favorite guy, like if you're gonna buy a CMC jersey, don't be sixty two, and 298 pounds because mm -hmm. it only is going to further accentuate the fact that you're not CMC. You know, if you're, if, if you got that big old pot belly coming out and your bald head and he's a handsome flaxen haired speedster, like when you walk out in the 22 and he does like, no one's going to ask who wore it better. Everyone's going to know who wore it better. And also, everyone's going to know who wore it worse. So think about it before you go and do that. It's sort of like a defensive lineman in college wearing number seven. Don't do that. Because, like, yeah. it trip. And by the way, athlete don't do that. Because I don't know that it serves you well. When the, when the scouts start to try to evaluate you, they don't know what to make of it. Like, you're too big. Like, is he good? 
I can't tell because that seven makes him is does he look bigger because he's wearing seven and he's 310 pounds or does it make him look smaller? And how does it affect his ability to defeat the offensive tackle in front of him? It's too much for these scouts to to work with. So don't do it. Make it easy. If you're going to be a pass rushing and edge rusher, go like, you know, go 55, go 90. Just don't get into the single digit crap. And the opposite is also true. If you are a big fat man who's on the wrong side of 50, don't wear a single digit. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Don't get Cam Newton's number one. It's not going to look good on you. You're not going to look good in the Aqua Tua uh, number one. Don't do that either. Now, what scenario do you look good in a jersey or is it all or at least a football jersey or is it always on your worst list? Is there a place that it has a way to make it onto the best list? It's a good question. Um, Yeah, I think it's if you are, let's say. 25 and younger all bets are off wear what you want to wear you know mm-hmm. the 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 world's your oyster you're as fit as you're gonna be do as you will now this is you know and also i kind of support the idea it's a free society do what you want you know i'm not here to i'm not here to come down on you i might make fun of you but still wear what you want that said i feel this way and you're a parent toby um mm-hmm. And, you know, I have my two boys, impressionable, you know, they, they you know, they, they, they unfor- unfortunately have been cursed with the old man's physical ability. So, you know, that's <laughs> probably going to some some self-esteem issues are likely to emerge as they press forward in uh, in life. But I think as a parent, it's a weird move to wear a jersey with another man's name on your mm-hmm. back between the formative years. If you want to wear a jersey, go ahead. But I think that like from zero to 18, as your as your masculine child grows up, it's a weird message. And I think also for your daughter, too, now that I think about it. But certainly for your boy, like idolization of another man is a little straight. Now, once he, you know, leaves the house at 18 and goes and makes his own way, jersey can go right back on. You understand. But I'm talking about as that kid is watching you, you know, the whole Bo Jackson role model or Charles Barkley role model thing. Keep that in I mind. I, I think you want to be careful know. I think, with that. I think for kids, it makes more sense to have heroes that are in their 20s that are athletes than to be 60 and have heroes that are in their 20s that are athletes. So I actually feel it's more appropriate also, for kids to wear the jersey with the name on it than it is for like the, you know, the old man to do it. I hear you. I, I I hear what you're saying, and if and if you're forcing me to decide which side, but I I think the the key point here is, you know, if you have an 11 year old boy and he's trying to figure the world out, don't don't indicate to him through your actions that like don't listen to me that uh, that green number eight that says Rogers on the back, he's your north star for all big life decisions. That's not a message you want to send. So yeah. don't. Yeah. Great example, because that is the best guy to point out that I do not want to be a role model for my uh, young kids. All right, so we got we have a bunch of adults, Dave. What are the good things? What are the good things that athletes wear that the regular fans should show up in to show their support? Okay, not helmets. That's weird. Yep. Yep. Um, I I also think a, a, a bad one to wear is uh, the uh, predecessor to the Tiger Woods guys, the the fifty five year old uh, guys in the red 
and black pants and on Sundays following around Tiger are the guys when I went to Indiana University who all dressed like Bob Knight. They would all say it was it was a bizarre effect to look around and see guys probably about Bob Knight's age all dressed in the iconic red V-neck sweater with the with the white collar underneath. Very weird yeah, stuff. Very okay. Weird. Um now don't wear Joe Namus pantyhose. I think I would steer clear of that. <laughs> don't wear Cam Newton's headwear. I don't think that's a good look for you. Um, try to have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett has. Sure. Um, I'm trying to, these these are the listen, you don't get to gild the <laughs> lily. When I make jokes about my quarterback, that's one thing. You don't then jump on it and sprinkle a little more negativity on it. Sure. Having a tough you've... time. After you compared me to the whale for being a comics fan yesterday, I feel a little bit yeah, of turnabout right. is fair play. Yeah, that's true. You are like that. You are like <laughs> Brendan Fraser, the whale. Um, his tragic, his most tragic figure equals Toby Mergler. Um, all right. What uh, I I think that I think that you know it may be obvious, but the the thing that for now since I think about. You know, 1980, let's start the clock there. I think that the best thing a fan can do and not look ridiculous is wear the same footwear as a, as their favorite athlete. Mm, now, okay. I used to beg, I used to beg Mo Damashek, used to beg her to let me wear my cleats to school and she forbade it. And that wasn't cool. But in hindsight, she was right. The clickety clack wouldn't have been good. Um, and I probably would have slid around the, the hallways of the school, but I was, oh, I really wanted to do it. But the, you know, whether it was the magic or bird converse, did you have either one of those? Uh, I did not have the converses. No. Oh, no. Did you no. have ruse? I got ruse like Walter Payton had. I had kangaroos. That's the greatest single item ever. That the greatest running back in the history of people wore a sneaker brand called kangaroos right when he <laughs> broke the, the all-time rushing record too. He was wearing kangaroos. That was no good. Yeah. Um, Hakeem had those horrible shoes. Shaq had some pretty bad shoes as well. So not all your heroes put on good footwear. That's for sure. No, they don't. But yes, I think that, uh, you know, the, the explosion of air Jordans in what mid mid eighties and all of that, yeah. I think you remember when that happened. Um, and since then, I guess that would be the way, although I, I on a side note, every basketball sneaker since the year 2000, looks like something that was left in the oven for a little too long and just melted <laughs> up and everything. I don't get it, but like that, that indicates that I'm an old man. Not that yeah, I'm any, not sure the they're for you, pal. Right. Yeah. They're, they're weird. They're yeah. They're weird blobs. Yeah. I don't get what goes on there. So I guess that's a sort of, a, uh, and, and you know, more about like, this isn't what an athlete wears it so much as just a, a fundamental rule. Mm -hmm. Don't do this. Don't do this thing of of showing up and it's weird that it still happens is you like walking out on the streets or like in bars and on game day and stuff you see people walking around representing two sports towns don't mm. don't i mean like don't be don't be like uh pirates on top dodgers uh, uh on your jersey don't do it within the same league same division yeah. and that sort of thing but but don't do two different towns period like what 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 are you standing for nothing that's what you stand for when you do that you know well you suspend that for uh for footy fans will you suspend that if i'm wearing a chelsea shirt but i'm wearing a uva cap is no. that acceptable nope still not i mean is it are is it uva soccer specific 
Uh, no, just general UVA. While you bring up an interesting question, is it allowable if it's so, so if it's literally a foreign league, is it then okay to blend the two? I, I guess I can allow it, you know, it's the end yes, of the week. The I want to let my, ha- I want to let my hair down. Happy hour is here and everything. So I'm going to loosen up my own ethical standards to allow you to do your cockamamie oh. soccer stuff while we're trying oh. to talk about sports over here. Well, speaking of cockamamie soccer stuff, and I actually am going to answer the question. So if you want okay. my would play show, Dave, I can tell you, I can tell you're it. disappointed with my answer, but, I'm not but disappointed. that's why, that's why I'm you interested to hear your thoughts. You just didn't answer. So I can't be disappointed. They didn't answer when an answer doesn't come. I, I did tell you, I told, I told you sneakers is the only answer that it really seems good. And by the way, what they, what all the leagues want you to do is they all, especially pro football, they all do the ball cap thing every draft. This is the official hat that they're going to wear on the sidelines. Why are every single one of those hats terrible? They have. Yeah. Why can't they make one decent one? I'd be more than happy to do. And you know what they need to bring back? One more thing is they need to bring back the hats that looked like a helmet. What happened mm. to those? Remember the not like they they were designed to look like your favorite football team. They had the stripe right up sure. the middle of the ball cap. Remember that? I nothing do. better than wearing a ball cap that only had a logo on one side as a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh man, that is some old memories. Uh, all right, so for worst, Dave, I have okay. let's see. You you like to do it back forward, so I have place. Baseball jerseys, they just do not look good on fans, and the buttons are particularly weird. Don't bring formal clothing into my sports experience. The, uh, let's see, win play, no, I'm sorry, that was show. Place would be NBA jerseys. Nobody could pull this off. Nobody pulls off an NBA jersey outside Uh, of You're hurting Eddie Spaghetti's feelings. Nobody pulls it off. And then finally, a clear and obvious answer. I'd like everybody to pull them off and get rid of them. You look (laughs) ridiculous. Stop walking around in a tank top. No one wants to see what's going on under your armpits there, everybody. You're a grown man. It's gross. The obvious answer, and this would look very gross on a grown man, is leotards. Do not wear leotards like your favorite athletes. That is clearly the worst thing that you can do. On the good side, I'm going to open, Dave, with- uh, Wait a second, wait a second. What athletes wear leotards? Uh, every gymnast listening to this within a 10 mile radius is about to show up with pitchforks. I mean, come on. How are they not athletes? I do have to throw out because I think it's one of my great ideas. Sport specific, just the entire sport has to change its uniforms is fencing. Fencing is lame. It should be awesome because it's sword fighting. But then when you watch it, it's such a dry, it's such a disappointment. Like, wait, what? They like, beep. you just hear like the thing and they both look the same. They look kind of yeah. like ninjas, but uh, not scary ninjas. And then they have swords and they like, boop, they just touch each other with their little tip of the sword. And that's the end of it. That yeah, stinks. It weird. What they it's- should do is each nation should have its greatest sword fighting from history, sword fighter from history represented when they get into the fencing, whatever you call it, the uh, arena. And like, you should have, you know, like, like uh, the UK should have like a swashbuckling pilot pirate mm-hmm. guy, you know, and like uh, Spain should have D'Artagnan with the needle, like you know, with the and the and the and the hat with the side turned up uh, and bent slightly askew with a big feather, and then then like the British guy would have the big cutlass sword, and then um, you would have a ninja. 
and then you could have, but you see what I'm saying, yeah, right? Now I this is, I, did I just fix fencing for you? Did I just elevate fence, fencing from some fringy, fancy pants sport to a sport that everyone feels as much watch whose sword is going to win? This is great I, stuff. I owe you a great debt of gratitude. You're getting me like 23 hours of my day back every single day because I no longer have to figure out how to fix fencing. So I'm able to move on to more productive tasks. Although if we were to list, oh God, never mind. I don't want to do it. We'll never get to picks. But if you want to talk about like the weirdest thing for a fan to show up in, I think like the fencer's uh, full beekeeping face mask be weird. And, and no other part of the fencing uniform would be uh, towards the top of that list. But I feel like Kanye does that already right? <laughs> it's true. And somehow is a billionaire on the best side, Dave. And I think you'll like this, even though you're going to disagree with how I got there. First of all, uh, for my uh, show, I'm going with warm up jackets because I think almost anybody can pull off a warm up jacket. They look good. They look cool. All body types are acceptable for them and they fit into all sorts of different scenarios. So I think warm up jackets are one of the best ways to go. But beyond that, for my win in my place, uh, I'm going with a little bit, a little bit of a hat tip to you. I'm not talking about what is the best thing aesthetically. I'm talking about game of life. Like oh, what are mouth you trying guards. to do? You're talking about mouth guards. I am okay. not going with mouth guards, but I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about what are you trying to convey to people? And if they come up to you, what do they want? Uh, what do you want them to talk to you about? So like if you're wearing an NFL jersey, or if you're wearing uh, any of those sorts of things, you're going to be knee deep in that guy's fantasy team two minutes tops. Or he's going to be trying to explain to you, as you always say, how the offensive line's letting him down as if he has any idea how 300 pound men lean good. So I want to like signal, if I'm going to signal out to the world what I'm about, I want to have more fun conversations. So mm. my place is soccer jerseys because you're wearing a Chelsea jersey. You're wearing an AC Milan jersey. You're wearing a forward jersey. The conversation you're most likely to find yourself in is about travel. It's about life experience. It's about where you've mm. been. It's like things like that. That is more likely what you're going to talk about instead of a guy trying to explain to you nickel coverage. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And then finally, in the very best one, I, I listen, you you'll be surprised maybe, but I I support that one. And also because as opposed to the hockey sweater, which is, you know, come, you know, it 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 is you it, you can definitely um be rendered childlike in a in a big old hockey sweater if you don't get yeah. the fit exactly right. I've already said I'm down on tank tops. Period. Football jersey can have the same issues as a hockey sweater. I actually think the baseball jersey is the best of the four major sports to walk the streets in if you have to choose one, but you jump to the number one. The soccer jersey is best. It just looks like a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so I, our audio visitors uh, won't be able to see this, but I just bought the new Chelsea kit, which is absolutely glorious. Uh, I'm sorry, my virtual background screwing it up, but it is um, sponsorless because they uh -huh. didn't have a sponsor at the beginning of the year. And I bought the one without a number on the back. So I am uh -huh. just wearing a super fancy T-shirt that is dry fit that helps me support the team and looks uh, really good. So that is the actual way to go and avoids you also having to pick a player that you may or may not want to be a hero of or you're wearing another grown man's name on your back. So that is clearly one of the best three. But I think the best one, the the clear win in this category the college baseball cap. Keep it simple. 
Show which college you went to. Show which college you support. And again, you don't end up in these super tactical conversations. You're talking about college. You're talking about crazy stories. You're talking about all the uh, nuts things that you did when you were, you know, late teens and early twenties. And those are the conversations you end up in. So I'm thinking ahead, Dave. I'm not just thinking about what I'm trying to tell the world, which team I support. I'm trying to tell you what kind of interactions I want to have, what kind of relationship I want to have, what kind of game in life I want to play with those versus all the other options. I really like a lot of what you're talking about here. I also think that when you wear um, my old man was on the wrong end of this um, a couple few times in my company. Um, If you, if he saw someone wearing a red Sox cap, he would talk to him. And I would say, listen, I know for a fact that my friend who you're going to go talk to, who's wearing that Boston hat doesn't really care that much. So I wouldn't bend his ear about him. He would, nevertheless go up to that guy and like you're a Red Sox guy you know I've been a Red Sox guy since Teddy Ballgame Teddy Williams and tell him all his stories about being a Red Sox fan so it was a big disappointment when the guy says back like oh yeah I'm really just a ball hat or like my name my name's Bob that's why I wear the hat that has a B on it don't do that too what do you what do you eight years old come on um also let's decide here and now I I mean I I don't know because I'm I'm all over the place in my own head about it wearing your getting your jersey so you have no name surname emblazoned on the back yet yep murgler where do you come down on doing that putting your name on a actual team jersey only for children for children it makes sense because you're providing some like visualization for them of what they want to achieve to if you're doing that and you're you're like 50s guess the ship sailed you're not going to make the red Sox. you're not about to be called out of the stands to play for the giants why the hell are you putting your own name on a jersey that is i don't think you're trying to talk yourself into make it into being like they might pull you out of the stands which by the way is if you are a hundred uh, lost baseball team in the month of September. That should sure. become a thing. If you're the A's, they should just start like uh, section 318, seat number three. You are the lucky left fielder for the eighth <laughs> inning today. Like they should bring you down out of the stands to get to play. Like what they don't, they're not, what are you going to do? Lose the game? Yeah, they yeah, were going to exactly. do that without you. Bad teams should start to do this player uh, fan participation and then you can start showing up with damashek or murgler written on the back of your jerseys until then maybe not yeah that is some real like childlike energy that you never got rid of if you're still putting that on your your jersey well past your uh adolescence i don't like this because murgler two shows in a row brings me on and he says like here's what i'm going to talk about and then he has a better handle on what we're going to talk about than I do. You've done it again. You've set me up to fail twice in a row and I tip my cap to you. And it is a, a it has a P on it, not because my name is Pete, but because I'm from the city of Pittsburgh. Sure. And as you said last time, I love the P. Uh, so let's go ahead and take our break and see if we're both set up to fail or if we can come back with some winning picks. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards, credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full, the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. $1,250 
21 and over only, offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, we are back and we are going to play our final version of Heart Head Heater Cred with my good friend Dave Damashek. Although if we're still friends, I'm not so sure after I came in a personal attack against him to open the show. So Dave, to make amends, to allow for a bridge for us to cross over and be friends again, I will let you go first with your heart pick. All right. Um, you know, let's, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm a little prickly. These are tough times for me as a football fan. I mean, it's not just the Steelers, but Pitt stinks. And even my little boy's uh, JV football team is not Ooh. very good right now. So mm. it's, it, it's, all, it's all going wrong for me. But okay, let's get right starting on Saturday. My head pick. One thing's for sure, the Red River shootout. I know like any other college football fan, uh, you know, I am over the moon. Can't wait for, uh, and it's always nice that the that one starts. Um, it's the first game of the day, so it'll be on out here on the West Coast at 9 a.m. Texas, Oklahoma, I think Dylan Gabriel and that offense is a little slept on relative to how the other big-time QBs are being talked about there. Venable's defense diminished i guess by some 
Um, however, statistically, for what it matters, it's 10th in the country. That said, Ewers has lit it up all season. They have a chance to maybe overtake the top spot in the land with a victory here. Both offenses are humming. I say the one thing that you can dependably bet on here, the over. 60 and a half is where it's at. These two teams are going to blow past that. One team may get over 60 by themselves. This is a great bet. All right. Head so bet. You, you went with the head bet to start off. Unconventional, yeah. but I liked it. It actually leads into my heart pick because okay. I am taking Texas minus five points at minus 110, which is uh, the line right now at Caesars. And Dave, this one is truly a heart pick as I just lost a friend who was a huge UT football fan. And during the service, one of the speakers reminded everyone that Patrick would selflessly and routinely announce that he was going to turn off a game and stop watching so that UK, UT could turn it around and win and had a shocking amount of success with this ploy. He also pointed out that UT has been excellent in the two weeks since his passing, and it's really the ultimate version, Dave, of what you guys were talking about on Extra Points this week. What would you give up for your team? Patrick loved life and his friends and his family way too much to ever agree to depart if it meant UT would never lose another game. But he would have asked me for a day to think about it. That is how big of a fan he was, and we miss him. Uh, and I liked UT in this spot anyway, as they feel a bit like a team of destiny, or at least all the destiny that NIL can buy. So I think they get a comfortable win here on Saturday by a touchdown or more, and hopefully it does live up to its shootout name so we both win our bets. Ah, oh, man, I love it. Hook them horns in honor and memory of Patrick. Go get him. Uh, burnt orange. He can watch the whole game from on high. Um, without any concern, and hopefully the burnt orange uh, gives them uh, gives them a victory there. Um, I like the pick, like the reason behind it. Um, beware those Sooners, though. No buzz whatsoever for a team that, despite a you know mediocre performance at Cincinnati, I wonder if that's the reason. If people sort of backed off of the Sooners because like, ah, they ain't the real deal. If they aren't blowing everybody out, like, uh, like the heavyweights are doing so far this season, either way, I think Oklahoma obviously has a shot in this look at the number there inside of a touchdown, but I like where your head's at with UT here. And as I say, big spot for them with a victory there, they really get pretty deep into the spot where you're going to have a hard time talking to yourself, even if they lose a game somewhere along the way to talk about them not being a part of the final four with two real big victories uh, on their resume. Okay. I, let me give you my heart pick here. Since you did your heart pick, I'm going to go with the Ohio state Buckeyes laying 20 against Maryland here. And I say a heart pick on two levels here. I need uh, every football season. I talk about this. I need things to make sense a little bit. And that's why I always am thankful for the Cleveland Browns. They always are there to suck. <laughs> you know, like it's like, I need, I need my baseline and the Browns are always there to give me a good laugh and the, and to be a punchline. Um, same thing. I can't have Maryland now trying to make a case that actually it's a big four mm -hmm. in the big 10 this year. Like actually we're relevant. No, no, no. You don't get to jump my team, the Indiana Hoosiers Terps. Okay. You embarrassed us last week, but that's not reason enough. You're barely into the big 10. You don't get the vault up into the to heavyweight class hammer and a hammer. I'm good there. Buckeyes lesser of two evils. I think they, they paced them, but good by four touchdowns at least. And by the way, before this 12-teamer gets here, this four-team race, look at 2023. There are a bunch of teams right now. Now, listen, a lot of them are going to fall away as uh, they go head-to-head, -head, but there are going to be 
it would appear more than four teams with a legit claim to be in that final four this year. So yep. taking care of business and not just getting a W, but hammering it style of victory, all that kind of old ball coach obliterating everyone in front of you matters. I feel like this year. So I think Ohio state is aware of that and they take care of business and how. I agree. Uh, not enough to tail it, but I do certainly agree. Uh, let's see if I can tempt you into tailing this one, Dave. This is what I think you're going to back, or maybe you'll fail okay. me on it. Maybe you'll fail okay. me on a later one. I don't know. On my head pick, I am going with McCaffrey to score a touchdown combined with the 49ers money line at plus one or three. And look, it is Friday. I am tired. I will admit it. I usually dig so deep through all the mountains of game logs and odds and stat sheets to unearth some obscure trend that only loses when I turn uh, take the turn to bet it. And I'm beat, Dave. I'm beat. It's been a long week. So I'm hitting the easy button today. And when they were showing graphics talking about how many games in a row a guy scored a TD on games that he isn't even playing in, you're saving me from all that work. CMC has hit pay dirt 13 consecutive times at this point and has pushed his anytime TD number to an obscene minus 235. But if you pair it with that 49ers money line, then you get a nicely correlated plus 103 and you avoid the heartbreak of the Niners winning but not covering a three-point game. So this is clearly the best game of the week. And in my opinion, this is the best way to get down some action on it if you're on the 49ers side. I hear your noise and it makes a lot of sense because the Cowboys, you know, if you look at the Niners and Cowboys season so far, they both present as the real deal along with the Eagles, the the three best teams in the NFC right now. And the Cowboys have dominated three teams. I mean, the shutout against the Giants, of course, but really a, a shaming of two other teams. And then that weird oddball game against Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. Now the Niners are nice and clean. They haven't had that stumble. Um, and not coincidentally, the Cardinals went for over 200 yards against the Cowboys. Obviously, we know that's what the Niners are going to try to do as well to some degree. And if you're going to get the Cowboys, you get them on the ground. And who's the feature back of San Francisco? Obviously, yep. it's this MVP candidate or would be MVP candidate, CMC. I like I like where your head's at, and um, I can't tail that one um, because I have a larger play in mind. But I, oh, I do okay. like what you're talking about there. Okay, well, let's get to that larger play, and I'm, I think it might be somewhere in the heater realm. I doubt your your uh, tailing my. Realm. I doubt you're tailing my Perdomo bet, but maybe you are. It's minus 117. It cashed for me on Wednesday. Uh, it has hit in eight of the last 10. It's hit in 16 of the last 20. Yeah, it keeps hovering around even odds. So, of course, I'm going to like it again this weekend with the bright lights of the playoffs getting even brighter. But I don't want to talk about it too much because I need to leave room for my friend. I need to clear out. Sheck, you have uh, an announcement. You've been hanging on this all week. You had your three road dogs that you wanted to give out. Uh, we gave out one, but I incorrectly at the time did not realize it was the Monday night game. So it's not eligible since all of our bets have to be ah, right. Sunday well, night. Well, listen, the football god smiled on us anyway and eliminated it for us by by turning it around and the Packers are now rightly the favored team in Vegas. Exactly. So we're going to move past that one. But come on, you've been teasing it all week. Which are the three road dogs you are going to use to beat me in this contest? By the way, you're talking about all this stuff about recent history is betting tips and all that kind of stuff. Just do like Dave heart and gut serve me well. <laughs> you know how I know? Because I'm nine over 500 on the season so far. How about that, everybody? Um, 
I'm going to tell you that the trend is what is it? What did I count after last night? The Bears won. So that makes the road teams. I'm I'm sorry. The uh, yes, road teams in the NFL game so far. I want to make sure I have the math right in my head are now 36 and 29. If I've counted that right uh, with that update there. So obviously it is not a wild swing for the fences to to pick a road dog the way this nfl season and in fact the last couple have gone but really um there is not a home field advantage to be had pretty much as we'll see with the cowboys and niners game here if you like that the, the application of the what used to be Three points for the home team is now more like two, two and a half. And I'm not even sure that that even is worth applying at this point to a game like Niners and uh, Cowboys. That's why I am going to start off with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if you talk about home field, I don't think it has as much to do with like, hey, they have fans in the stands, almost as many as the Niners have. I don't think that's as big a factor. I just, as I always point out, why would home field matter at all to professional athletes if the dimensions of the playing surface are the same? It's the same thing as the Hickory High scene. Like, yep, 15 feet, same thing. It's one thing in baseball if the wall is higher or further away or if it's on this kind of stuff. It's the same dimensions out there, everybody. So there's no reason that there should be a home (laughs) field advantage. Anyway, Dallas Cowboys go into not San Francisco, but into Santa Clara an hour away. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I know they're kind of nominally the home team here, but they're in the UK. How could you call them a home team? They're a road dog. And lastly, obviously, the LA Rams are catching the Philadelphia Eagles in Los Angeles this week. Obviously, that makes the Rams a home team. That place is going to be green, green, and more green. Cheering for the Eagles out here on the West Coast, taking a trip. I did see, though, if I can critique, I saw that there's a big Eagles gang coming out here, big group of fans coming out to Los Angeles for this. And they're organizing on Saturday, big get together at a Philly cheesesteak place. Mm. What? Uh, yeah. How's that? Is that together? the weirdest move of the week? <laughs> Why are you coming out here at all? Just meet up in a Philly cheesesteak place in Philadelphia and save yourself the flights and the hotels and everything else. If you want to yeah. have a Philly experience, stay in Philly. If you're coming out to LA, why are you going to eat sushi? You're not going to yeah. go get some nice grilled fish tacos or something like that? What the hell? Yeah. It's like if you're talking to your friend in Manhattan, you're like, oh, you're going to Vegas. Where are you staying? New York, New York? Like, wait, why uh, are you staying there? This doesn't make any sense. Go why, stay somewhere don't, else. Yes, don't go to Germany and, and check out the McNuggets. You know, like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Wow. I'm with you, Dave. Although I've got to say, unlike those people, you never fail to impress me. You gave out uh, at the beginning of the week that you were going to pick road dogs. And then over the course of the week, you gave out one favorite, one road dog, one home team, and a team playing in London. I didn't know. First of all, <laughs> the lines moved over the course of the week, one, and two, quite a bit, two. My point stands. Listen, yeah. this is week five, and I I gave you the number. It's so what is it? Uh, uh, now it is a uh, seven game margin for the road teams. Um, what uh, this this particular batch doesn't exactly oh, no. prove my point, but so be it. I'm doing it. That's the way it goes. You're the best. Never ever change. What do you got for the big play here? What's your cred pick for this week, Dave? 
Well, it's sort of uh, like I said about Ohio State. Look, we're into October now, and there's some fun Cinderella stories going in college football like there are every year. But enough's enough already. The Georgia Bulldogs are the number one team because of what they've done the last couple of years. They are still a legit powerhouse. They haven't exactly shown it yet. They get on track this week. They win. Uh, they cover the 14 and a half. And how I say they get this one in the three touchdown um, area, at least. So with comfort, take the Bulldogs. Yeah. I, it's funny. I kind of did the same thing, but in the professional realm, right? Like the Chiefs are the champs. So why aren't they getting the respect of the champs? Even after this is getting weird with the Chiefs, it. that that one in particular is bizarre. And I can tell you the minus three uh, text chain is is bemused by this. Like, why yeah. does that number keep going down in favor of the Lions? So uh, the Vikings. So the I mean, towards the Vikings, sorry. Chiefs are minus three and a half over the Vikings, minus 115 at Caesars. I checked it yet again right before we recorded just to make sure that was still the line. Feels like a trap, particularly after you hear a hench railing on it outside the text chain, but on the 15-minute pregame show, which everybody should go download and listen to, watch on YouTube and Twitter right after they're done listening to this. Um, and I heard some people talking about how it was the worst game Mahomes of career. And if that's the worst game of his career, he was still in a position to both win and cover, which shows just how magnificent he truly is. And plus I get to wager against Kirk Cousins and the one in three Vikings team who are regressing, regressing to the mean faster than a middle-aged man after taking his kid to a Taylor Swift show. It is unclear if she's going to make an appearance this week, but partying in Manhattan likely did more damage than doing the same at the Mall of America, despite how good Cinnabon is. Uh, I love the Chiefs to return to form. I love them to cover this number. The only thing I am worried about is the backdoor cover as there is no quarterback in football more dangerous than Kirk Cousins when he has the ball in a two-score game with a one-score line. And Mahomes' slide last week just demonstrated yet again that he hates people who bet on him, but he does love to win. So you could go with the Chiefs' money line plus Mahomes' two-plus TDs to get basically the same odds, but I wanted to keep it simple. I'm not afraid of the trap. Chiefs minus 3.5, minus 115 for two units. All right, I'll tail it, but I am nervous about that one. Yeah. Why is that number – and why does it continue – to move in the wrong direction. I don't know what I'm missing here. I think that the, I mean, people are starting to talk more and more and more about the pass catchers or lack thereof for Mahomes, but the defense is Eddie Spaghetti and Hench point out on the 15 minute pregame show, uh, you know, the defense for the chiefs looks like a surprising virtue, at least to this point. And, you know, your Kirk Cousins point can go the other way. He can pick six it and be uh, be the reason that, that by, alone, even if Mahomes doesn't do anything, Kirk Cousins could be the re- reason that the Chiefs get over. So I, I like that pick. I, I, I'm, I just don't get why that number is so low. It's weird. I, I don't get it either. They're I one in three, think- the Vikings. It's not like that's a good team that they're playing. I know. And even that one in three kind of feels high. I think they could have lost the game. They even won. So uh, I, I'm comfortable with it. I I wish you hadn't tailored it because I wish I could get more of a jump on you. And I also think it'd be weird if we just did six tails. So I had to find something to fail, Dave. I had to okay. find something to fail. Okay. And uh, I like your picks quite a bit. The one that I will object to is the bills over the Jaguars. To have a money line pet. I know it's not a huge payoff for the Bills, but I think they're going to take care of business in London. I think by the time the rest of the world kicks off at the 1 p.m. games, I'm already going to have one unit on the board. So that is the one I'm going to fail, even though I like all the rest of your picks. I like waking up to a football game, so I'm not going to argue with you too much about uh, what goes on over there in London. Um, I do think, though, 
a misread for me so far this season is that the Bills pass rush is mightier. And this is without Von Miller. It does sound like at the Von Miller's the one saying it. He's like, I'd be surprised if I don't play essentially. So I think he's going to be out there, but even without him, they, uh, the, the defense has been better than I thought it would be there in Buffalo. And I think that they have an advantage against Jacksonville in that regard. So, um, that's, that's my defense there. Uh, I'll let me, I'll do give you my second guest pick real quick. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens in Pitt. I know I took the Ravens, but Ooh, you know what? really? Let's go, Ken. No, wow. more, no more BS, man. Let's go eight. It's time. Not the other eight. This is an eight V eight matchup. Is it as good as Steve Young versus Troy Aikman? No, it's not the greatest eight V eight QB matchup in the history of people, but it's an important one. We need you, Ken. <laughs> all right with his second guest express he is going full heart here and taking pittsburgh and their semi-injured semi-competent quarterback over the baltimore ravens so we'll see how that one plays out i'm glad it's in the second guest actually i wish it was in your picks to the second guest express so that's a ballsy one buddy uh let's go ahead and take our final break give our sponsors a little bit of love i will give my second guest express and then we will finally get out of here We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, Dave, on Monday, we set the official trendy record for longest show, and I thought it was kind of like something that would never be broken, like Cy Young's uh, win total, Cy Young's loss total, all those unbreakable Cy Young records. But I think we're approaching it already. I think it's going to be a photo finish, but I've had a lot of fun with you this week and and this show and the rest of the week. Well, it's a great great idea for to, to take gambling and make gambling, which is a game, a game on top of a game <laughs> and somehow it's fun to play and it's even more fun to defeat you in, which I am yeah. calling my shot. Now I got off to a, a healthy lead and I suspect by the time this whole thing wraps up, I will be in the winner's circle. And a lot of your action is on Saturday. So I will wake up on Sunday knowing how hard I'm chasing here, which puts you in the lead. Where, where do you fall philosophically on that? Like you're, you're a esteemed fantasy player. The cool cats have been known to collect some hardware in a fantasy matchup. Do you want to be the guy with the lead? Uh, and have all his players done with one guy to go? Or do you want to be the guy who has one guy to go chasing the fellow, having the rabbit, and know exactly what you need in order to take down the week's matchup? I do not like to. I get very nervous playing guys on Thursday and then staring at, like, two points for that. That It's not worth the um, the rabbit effect, potential rabbit effect of the downside of that, which is, like, I – which, by the way, I have right now with Brian Robinson – I started him this week instead of Najee Harris. And now I have to look at those four points he gave me for the next three days. And it's disgusting to me. I think it's kind of like a Myers-Briggs test where it tells you your personality. I think that's a one question test that tells the world if you're an optimist or a pessimist, because I'm Mm -hmm. an optimist. I want the player to go. I, no matter what the total is, I think he can beat it. And I want to be able to watch him instead of watching football, this beloved thing that we only get for a small part of the year with my hands over my eyes, hoping for things to not happen. So I don't want to be chased. I want to be the chaser because that is what optimism is all about. Um, You're a predator in other words. 
Uh, better than being prey. Second guess express Trey Turner under one and a half strikeouts in games um, in game one. This is minus one twenty five. You're getting a great number on Turner, who has avoided the double punch out in twenty three of his last twenty four games, simply because the K King Strider is on the hunt for the Braves. And Turner, while he has really struggled with Strider going hitless in fifteen at bats, however, managed to always put the ball in play, except for two times over that lifetime head to head. Uh, so without him whiffing, I think he will continue to be the catalyst. I don't know if he will actually get on base, but I do feel confident he won't be walking back to the dugout with his head held low. And all of these guys do is put the bat on the ball here for us to cash. I also like interception bets as usual, with my favorite being dimes to throw one, uh, trying to force the issue versus the Dolphins, which is minus 115, and Bryce Young doing the same against the Lions at minus 106. So, Dave, this has been so much fun. We'll announce on Monday whether we won or lost, but we've all won because of your presence here, and we're all winning this game of life together, and I'm happy to have helped uh, build this network with you as one of the key parts of it. Um, oh, it's, it's been a gay time, and, uh, yeah, you said it uh, too. And mo Most of my bets here are college. That's because I highlight my NFL picks on the 15-minute pregame show. Go watch it on YouTube. Go subscribe to our to the Extra Points YouTube channel so you always have it there. We put other clips up there. Good stuff with Mike Renner breaking down college QBs, the Steelers, and all the rest of it earlier in the week. And uh, like I say, that 15 minutes must watch. No pap, no hooey, no applesauce, just the final scores of the games, everything you need to know to be a winner this weekend. Go check it out. And then check out uh, Eddie and Jen giving waiver wire picks. If you do need somebody to be a predator for you to run down your opponent to get you a fantasy win, check out Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels on the Lemon Pepper Parlay as they help you get even more ready for Sunday than you find yourself now. Of course, Damashek and Saratiana had an amazing, amazing extra points this week that I couldn't stop laughing at. If you do love the beautiful game, wearing a soccer jersey or not, go see Covered in Glory, where Brett and I went through this week's Premier League action. And Finally, Dave, if you if you don't have time for hooey and applesauce and you do listen to the 15-minute pregame show, and then you do find yourself a little rich in time, you want some hooey, you want some applesauce, I'm going to put somebody outside the Extra Points Podcast Network um, and give them a little bit of love here. I've told you this privately, but I want the audience to hear it. The hardest I think I have laughed in the last several years was something called the Jet Blue Letters on the Daves of Thunder. So this is a famous podcast that you did with David Feeney that I was a massive fan of. And the Jet Blue Letters is something that you guys did a breakout of. You can find them on YouTube. You can find us uh, podcast. And it is literally the hardest I have laughed. I think in the last three to four years since that, whenever they came out and I highly recommend everybody, everybody goes and listens to it. If you hear the sound of my voice. Ditto. I agree. Hardest I've laughed in many moons as well. Hysterical yeah. stuff. All right. We'll go listen to it. And uh, Dave, I will leave you with the words that my six-year-old told me yesterday after, um, after soccer practice, you know, we were complimenting her because she played so well and uh, you know, we were really like laying it on. And then she looked up and goes, you know what? I learned from the best and also you daddy. <laughs> so Dave, I've learned how to broadcast from the best. And also you, Dave. So thanks for joining us and Beautiful. join us next week where we will have another guest in the hot seat. Enjoy the games this weekend. Take care, everyone.